0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. We're going to do the Week 17 Pick'em. But first, Gage, I will let you have the floor and take your victory lap after last Saturday's game.
1: (laughs) Rudolph came and saved Pittsburgh from the Cincinnati Bengals. Kept their playoff hopes alive, and we don't even know why
0: man yeah uh so that's all we say about that we'll go on and start with our pictures (laughs) oh man uh so uh i had a thankfully i had a dinner to go to and i didn't have my full focus on that game but uh you know i watched a little bit of it and then we went out to we actually went out to eat and they're like oh come sit over here by the tv (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to Like, well this is the only open spot and I look over and right beside me there's like a big 90 inch TV and it's like 31 to 8 and I'm like this is awesome this is just <laughs> what I want to sit at for dinner right here this is great right in my face the whole time
1: uh, it uh, was awesome like I said last week it was going to be on while I was at work watching it while I'm at work trying not to get all loud and jumpy to disturb people but to actually watch a Steelers quarterback take several deep shots and connect on them, it was awesome. And to see a jet sweep actually work once again, it was awesome. I don't know what happened.
0: George Pickens. I mean, he he could have done whatever he wanted to that game, especially just on you know two of those catches. You know, eighty-six yards and sixty-six yards, and it was just like. When T. Higgins got that touchdown in the third quarter and made it 24-8, to eight, I, I, there was still a little bit of hope for me. I'm like, okay, we're still down two touchdowns, two extra point, you know, two, two point conversions. Okay. And then, like, next play, 66 yards. I'm like, yeah, forget this. One. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: when when T. went for that touchdown, I was like, oh, man, I was hoping for the shutout. But then I was like, oh, it's still 24-8. to eight. The defense has been playing great. They picked off Browning. I think it was – three times, I believe it was, sacked them three or four times. People who just rejoined or joined the team from the practice squad, making big plays with Eric Rowe and Miles Jack. It was just great all around. Hopefully they can, you know, keep it up this week.
0: And it kind of reminded me of the game last year, the first game of the season where Burrow threw four picks and Browning here threw three picks. The only difference was that the Bengals had time to turn it around after that game. I think that time has passed this year.
1: <laughs> well, it's like Browning has played pretty solid in every single game this year, except the ones against Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, his first start against Pittsburgh, not good. And his most recent start against Pittsburgh, also not good. Everybody, <laughs> it's fine. You know, maybe, maybe he's got all the Pittsburgh stuff out of the way and he can get back to winning some games. I don't but- know, but
1: that also makes you wonder, though, like how big of an impact is Jamar Chase to that team? Because it's like, yeah, you know, he didn't play great the first game against Pittsburgh. They still ended up losing, but it was a lot closer game. Uh, I don't know if Jamar has an impact or not, but it just seems very coincidental, I guess you could say, for it to be that big of a blowout and to not have your top receiver.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly didn't help not having him out there, and it certainly didn't help, you know, you know, with Burrow out. You know, D.J. Reeder was out. But still, I mean, you know, the, the offense just couldn't do anything at all that game. And if they had Chase, it might have been closer, but I, I still don't think they would have beat Pittsburgh on Saturday night.
1: And I was reading – Different like scenarios and stuff for the rest of the season. The fact that there is still a way for Pittsburgh to get into the playoffs is mind boggling to me, even though I think I said this before on here. I don't want to make the playoffs. I do not
0: Well, there's two games left to maybe sneak in. (laughs) Well,
1: the Jets need to pick it up right now.
0: Uh Played right there, the Jets almost picked off uh, Flacco there, but it bounced right into Moore's hand for a uh, first down there in this game. It's 20-7 to right now, Cleveland over the Jets on the uh, Thursday night game here. Great game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems like the last, like, well, I should say, since Flacco signed with the Browns and has played for them, he's been, like, a top quarterback in the league over the span of weeks. He already has, like, I think before tonight, like 1,300 and some odd passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and seven picks. It's amazing what he's doing, but he's still the turnover machine that we all know and love.
0: Yeah, Flacco playing like, like, uh, it's 2013 instead of 2023, <laughs> right? Now. But, uh, he played very well for his first few. You know, for as few games he's played this year. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how that – if it can continue or not. Hmm. So, uh, the last three weeks, uh, I have not given our records. So, we'll go back a little bit. Week 14, I went six and eight. Uh, you went nine and five, Gage, cool. in the week 14. Pretty good. Uh Week 15, I went six and six. You went five and seven. Oh. Uh, yeah. Last week I went 10 and 5. Gage you went 12 and 3. Oh, last wow. Week. <laughs> yeah. Really good week last week for you and you know 10 and 5 is not bad but yeah. Uh, and your overall record 130 and 92 and I'm 136 and 86 so not, not bad. bad. Yeah. Week 14 15 kind of eh for me there but uh last week really good and really good for you
1: (laughs) and i just want to you know point out um i think you kind of laughed when i picked the raiders over the chiefs and here we are with a raiders victory so i'll take that why not
0: so somebody was right on that one and somebody was wrong (laughs) (laughs) for sure but yeah that uh you know Chiefs are kind of, uh, you know, limping around here coming heading into playoff time. I just hope it continues this Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this week's week 17 right here. There's two more weeks left. Yeah. We'll start out on Saturday night. The Detroit Lions travel to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage. Do you think the Cowboys will
1: win this one? This is going to be a game where, you know, just like previous weeks for both of these teams, it's going to depend on which version of the team shows up. You know, the Cowboys are rocking the better defense, and at times they have the better offense, but in other times the Lions have the better offense, and it's really hard to know, like, oh, is everyone going to be playing this week? Yeah, you know. Just which version is going to show up? Will David Montgomery, um, Jameer Gibbs, and Amon St. Brown be able to outplay the, the secondary of Dallas? Will they be able to block Parsons? Will the Cowboys be able to really start picking it up this week? Get C.D. Lamb and keep him involved? It's going to be a good game. Um, five and a half seems like a re- relatively um, reasonable spread on this one. I'm going to take the Cowboys here, and I will take the points.
0: Detroit right now has a shot at the number one overall seed in the NFC. Dallas also has a shot at the number one overall seed in the NFC. Both of these teams here in week 17 still have playoff indications to fight for. Um, I just think that Dallas coming off of a loss last week and coming back home, I think that they're better at home. They don't have a good record against a team with winning records so far this season, but I think that will change this week, and I think Dallas will get the job done, and I think that they will cover that spread. Uh, So we'll move on now to Sunday's games. In the first game, the resurgent New England Patriots travel to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a 13-and-a-half point favorite. Gage, do you think the Patriots can build off of that big win on Christmas Eve against the Broncos and defeat the Buffalo Bills?
1: Yeah, I think this Patriots team, ever since Zappy has started, they are a lot better team than what they get credit for. You look at their record and you think, oh, they must suck. But ever since Zappi's come along, there seems to be some sort of resurgence, like you said. Um, and their defense is very, very good. And I don't know why, but they do not get the credit they deserve. The Bills, on the other hand, they're still fighting for a playoff spot and trying to get as good of a seat as they can. Um, and heck, they're still trying to win that division, let alone you know get a wild card spot in the playoffs. It, but their defense, not really the best this year. I'm sure we pointed that out over the past several weeks. And their offense, it's kind of been spitting and spattering. So I'm going to make an early surprise pick of the week and go with the Patriots on this one to take down their division rivals.
0: So the Patriots last week played Denver, and I was watching that game Christmas Eve night, and it was like halftime, and it was like, these have got to be two of the worst teams right here. (laughs) Seven to three at the half. And then all of a sudden in the second half, the offense just explodes for both teams, and touchdowns happen here and there. Defensive touchdowns, and the Patriots ended up winning that game. Uh, and Buffalo, on the other hand, the night before they kind of struggled a little bit with the with the Chargers. But I think that this week the the Bills will come back, and I think that they'll take care of business at home. They're fighting for the playoffs; they've still got a chance, like you said, to win that division. I think that that will continue. I think that they will win this game, but I do not think that they cover that spread. The Patriots will keep it close in Buffalo, but the Bills will win. The next matchup, the Falcons travel to Chicago to face the Chicago Bears. The Bears are a three-point favorite. Both these teams coming off of wins last week. Gage, who you like in this matchup?
1: got to tell you, I am not looking forward to this game. This will not be one of the ones that I am continuously looking at. Oh, what's the score? What's the score? Who's done what? Um, just a tale of two, two mediocre teams. And I think mediocre is a very, very nice word to use to describe these teams. The only thing either one of them has going for him is the Bears. Their defense, you know, um, Jalen Johnson who's been one of the best corners in the league this year, but doesn't get talked about because he's on such a bad team. That defense, I think, is what's going to win them games this week and possibly next week. So that is why I'm going to take the Bears on this one, and I will take the points.
0: I'm rolling with the Bears, too, on this one. The Falcons last week, you know, five field goals for Koo to go along with a couple of touchdowns. Against that Colts team, the Heineke, you know, he can get him down the field a little bit, but he can't finish it up. The Bears, they've they looked pretty decent the last couple of weeks, uh, defeating the Cardinals last week, beating the Lions. Uh, I'll go with the Bears in this one, and I think that they'll, I think they'll cover that spread. Uh, I think that they're kind of coming on here towards the end of the season. Uh, the next matchup. The Las Vegas Raiders coming off of a big win that somebody on this podcast predicted last week over the Chiefs. travel to Indy to face the Indianapolis Colts, who lost to those Falcons last week. Indy's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, is there a little bit of disrespect for the Vegas Raiders right here?
1: I, I really do think there is. I mean, like you said, India coming off the Falcons' loss, and they had their number one running back, and Jonathan Taylor, back. I don't really get why they're the favorites. Um, You know, the Raiders last week. You know, the first few drives for them and Kansas City, it really looked like it was going to be a a snooze fest. I think there was five plays, and one of them was like for positive yardage, while the others were sacks or uh, just you know tackles for loss or incomplete passes. But once the Raiders got it going a little bit, you know, including the pick six off of Mahomes. Um, they really were able to lock it down and not let Kansas City take a breath of fresh air on that one. So, Garner Minshew, last week, did not play his best game. Definitely, by far, did not play his best. Um, Michael Pittman, you know, it, he's another one that's iffy. I can't remember if he played last week, and I don't know if he's playing this week. Um but I don't think that's going to matter. Give me the Raiders on this one. I'll take the underdog.
0: Raiders last week were ahead 20-7, to and Chiefs scored a late touchdown to kind of make it a little bit closer than what it was. If not, Raiders win that game by two touchdowns. The Raiders' defense leads the way for the Raiders last week against the Chiefs. In the second half, great value Derek Carr did not complete a pass, and... The, the defense, man, is what's going to lead them again this week against the Colts. Uh, give me the Raiders in this one, and I think that they will cover. The Chiefs' offense is better than the Colts' offense. So I think that that defense for the – Max Crosby was all over the place last week. Mm-hmm. And just a menace you know, to Patrick Mahomes. So Gardner Minshew should get prepared for this week. <laughs> give me the Raiders, and they have been on a pretty good run since Antonio Pierce has taken over as head coach. I would take off that interim tag, and I would go ahead and just give him the job.
1: Absolutely.
0: He's earned it. And
1: that was also a crazy stat when they showed it up on the screen that um, great value Derek Carr, Aiden O'Connell, was like one for ten at one point with one yard and then didn't have a single passing yard in the second
0: and third quarter.
1: I was like, I've never seen that before.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. and And for the team to still win the game, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And dominates. <laughs> oh man. Crazy. It just shows how yeah, shows how good that defense is, especially under Pierce here, you know, mm-hmm. since he's taken over. The next game, the LA Rams. Travel to New York to face New York Giants. LA is a five and a half point favorite. Gage, do you like the Rams in this one?
1: So this one, you know, there might be some talk about oh. DeVito got benched. Tyrod Taylor is going to be at the helm for the Giants this week. He showed off his arm strength last week against Philly when he came in through a late touchdown. I think it was a Sterling Shepard, and he showed he can still move, but he also showed that his accuracy isn't always there, and that's what Tyrod's kind of been known for, just like throwing it, and hey, you know, if it gets caught by someone on my team, great. If it gets intercepted, well, darn, we'll get him next time. <laughs> And they're going up against a defense that, you know, he may be getting older. He might not be having the production that he's used to having, but they still have Aaron Donald up front. And, you know, the Saquon running up the middle, probably not going to happen a lot this week. For the Rams offensively, I, one of my favorite running backs in the league, Kyron Williams, has been a beast since coming back from IR. Matthew Stafford has looked like, a younger version and when he was in his prime. And he's just making throws that a guy his age should not be able to make. And combining him with Puka and Cooper Cup, this Giants defense, I don't think they stand a chance. Give me the Rams on this one. Give me the points.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with the Rams on this one too. Uh, last week, Williams, he went over 100 yards. And Puka Nakua, I believe, has become Stafford's favorite target. He had 164 yards and a touchdown uh, last week against the Saints to beat them. And the Giants, like you said, Tyrod uh, coming in and taking over for DeVito. Tyrod hasn't, you know, he played decent last week against Philly, but he hasn't been the same since they punctured his lung that time with the Chargers (laughs) and kind of like messed his whole career up after that. Herbert took over and, you know, he backed up then, but, uh, he come in, played pretty decent last week, but uh, I don't think that they're going to be much match for the Rams this week. I think the Rams win. I think the Rams cover this one. The next matchup, the Arizona Cardinals travel to Philly to face the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly's a twelve point favorite. A little drama going on with uh, in the Philly locker room. You think that'll make a difference this week, Gage?
1: I don't know if it will really make a difference. I mean, the Cardinals are just an overall bad team. Um, We've seen, though, Jalen Hurts. Maybe he's not, you know, he may not even be considered a top 10 quarterback right now in the league. And, yeah, he, I think, set the record last week for um, most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a single season with 15, which broke Cam Newton's record of 14. But how many of those touchdowns have been from the one or two-yard line with the tush-bush? Uh, probably at least 10 of them, I would assume. So when you look at it that way, is the record really that impressive? Not really. Um, they have to get A.J. Brown back involved, and they have to keep Devonta Smith going. It seems like Hurts' favorite target the past couple weeks, for whatever reason, has been his tight end, Dallas Goddard. And I don't understand why because You're never going to see him be a vertical threat, they're going to have to push the ball downfield more if they want to have a chance to win out, win a division, possibly you know take the number one seed and roll through the playoffs. But if they don't do that and start getting it going, they're gonna have some troubles. I don't think Arizona is going to give them much of a trouble, though, so that's why I'm going to take Philly on this one and I will take the points.
0: Yeah, Arizona is just awful. If this was any other team almost, I would probably go against Philly this week, but it's Arizona and they're just like you said, they're not good at all. They've got like James Conner and that's it pretty much. Uh Philly on the other hand, uh I feel like this has like been a story more than once this season with AJ Brown and, and Jalen Hurts like not getting along real well and you know A.J. Brown calling out teammates or, or complaining about the performance of the team. I don't know really what's going on there. I don't know if they like each other or what, but uh, a little drama going on there in Philly. Not a lot of brotherly love going on there, but uh, I, I'm going to take Philly in this one. And, uh, uh, you know, 12 is a lot at home, but Arizona's bad, so I, I think that they'll cover. I think they'll win by a couple of touchdowns in this one. Next matchup, an NFC South matchup. The New Orleans Saints at seven and eight travel to Tampa Bay to face those Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight and seven. Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this one?
1: So over the past couple of weeks, win or loss, Baker Mayfield has been playing ball since, you know, better than I think better than when he took Cleveland to the playoffs. I don't know what's gotten into him this year, but after the first, you know, three, four, maybe five weeks, he's really come together with his teammates, whether it be Mike Evans and throwing it downfield or just dumping it off to Rashad White and letting him do all the work. Their defense, too, has done super good this year. Meanwhile, you look at the Saints offense and they are not clicking. I don't know what it is but they just don't seem to click when they need to click. Buccaneers, how um, they win this game, chances are they win the division, and I think they're going to uh, look to do that. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to roll with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm going to have to take the points on this.
0: Joe Flacco just threw a pick six. Uh, Tampa Bay in the last few weeks have played really well, like you said. I think it's the, him throwing it to Rashad White and letting him take over there for him. But whatever it is, uh, it's working pretty good for uh, Tampa Bay. The Saints, they kind of struggled a little bit. They lost to L.A. last week. They're still got a shot to win this division. Last week on this podcast, I broke my streak, and I picked Tampa Bay to win, and they did. That being said, if Tampa Bay wins this week, they will win the division because they got Carolina next week, and I don't see Carolina <laughs> winning any more games this year. Give oh, me no? the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this one and to go ahead and win the NFC South. I'm hopping on the bandwagon, at least for the next couple of weeks. That's it. <laughs>
1: man you went 15 weeks in a row not picking them and then you go for two and take them both
0: (laughs) oh yeah i'm i'm all aboard i'm all aboard the baker train right now (laughs) oh man the next matchup the san francisco 49ers travel to washington to face the washington commanders san francisco is a 12 and a half point favorite Coming off of a very disappointing game, I know for myself and you, Gage, last week against the Ravens, does San Francisco bounce back and beat Washington in this one?
1: Not only is this just a normal Washington Commanders team, but they're also making a quarterback change. Sam Howell is out and Jacoby Brissett is in. Does that make it better or worse for that offense, or does it make it stay the same? I really don't know. I've never liked Brissett. Never thought he was that good of a player. He's had you know good games in his career, but majority of them have just been bad. 49ers defense. I know I praised them last week, and they failed me miserably. But they are a good defense, and I think that they'll come back to normal this week. Christian McCaffrey, you know, looking to keep scoring like he does. Currently tied for the league lead in touchdowns with 21. I don't see any reason, or, you know, if Washington does win, wow. But I don't see any reason for them to win. So give me the Niners on this one, uh, and I'll take the points.
0: The Commanders last week was down 20 to nothing. Almost came back and beat the Jets. Uh, the Jets ended up winning 30-28, but in that game – Former Kentucky running back Christopher Rodriguez scored two touchdowns in that game, his first touchdown and his second touchdown of the season. Maybe they're kind of turning towards the rookie there at running back. With that being said, it won't matter this week. The 49ers are going to be coming off of that loss at home last week to the Ravens, which, you know, we praise the 49ers, that they were the best team in, in NFL. They're still really, really good. They're going to be too much for the Commanders this week. Give me the Niners, and give me the Niners to cover that 12.5-point spread. The next 1 o'clock matchup, the Carolina Panthers at 2-13 and travel to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is a six-point favorite in this one. Then uh, they're fighting for the AFC South. Gage, what do you think about this matchup?
1: It's just so hard to tell with the Jags and, like, once again, which version of them are going to show up. Last week, Calvin Ridley had a great game, I think, for the second week in a row. But he does like to do a disappearing act to where he shows up to the game, maybe gets two catches for 30 yards, and not do anything else. But it's against the Panthers' defense. Bryce Young, he played... Uh, Stat-wise, he had a good game last week, but it was his first one of the season, really. And I don't think he'll be able to do it against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is why I'm going to take Jacksonville on this one, and I will take the points to cover.
0: The Panthers almost came down last week, tied that game. If they could have just snapped the ball a second sooner and spiked it, but that's a rookie you know, running the team, not understanding things. They came pretty close to beating the Packers. They won the week before against the Falcons. Uh, Jacksonville got beat down pretty good last week to the Buccaneers. They seem like they have been down ever since the Bengals beat them on Monday night a few weeks ago with Jake Browning. And when Lawrence got hurt, really haven't been the same since, I don't think. Uh, but – With all that being said, I'm going to go ahead. I think that Jacksonville is going to win this game, and I think that they will – I'll go ahead and say Panthers will cover the spread, make it pretty close for Jacksonville, but Jacksonville ends up winning the game and still not locking up the AFC South yet. (laughs) The next matchup should be a good one for 1 o'clock. The Miami Dolphins – travel to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite coming off of their big win last week in San Francisco. Gage, do you like Baltimore in this matchup?
1: I am so upset that this game is in the one o'clock slot and they didn't flex it to a prime time slot either tonight, Sunday, or Monday night because this has the makings to be game of the week right here. The Ravens, like you said, they came off a wow performance against the Niners. And, you know, Lamar Jackson right now, uh, according to the Vegas odds, he is the favorite to win MVP. Will he go on to win MVP, though? It's so, so hard to know. I mean, his passing stats aren't the best. No. But he is... Probably the most valuable person to a team this year, besides you know, someone like Christian McCaffrey. And the only reason I say that is because of his rushing ability, they have gone through running back after running back after running back. But Lamar's the only running back that can stay healthy on that team. Meanwhile, the Dolphins they're coming off a great game against the Cowboys where they won by two, they won 22 to 20. And, you know, Raheem Mostert, another touchdown. Tyree Kill, doing Tyree Kill things. And I think he's going to be the difference maker this week. Tyree Kill, I think, is going to be able to take out that secondary for the Ravens just because of how fast he is. two is going to have the arm strength to get down there. Raheem Mostert is going to have an incredible game. And this Dolphins defense is going to stump the Ravens. Give me Miami on this one. And no, I promise it is not my Baltimore hatred. Give me Miami on
0: it. Baltimore last week picked off a Niners quarterback five times. (laughs) Four from Purdy, one from Sam Darnold. That, that defense is ball hawks back there. And then you add that in with the offense. Like you said, Lamar's the healthiest running back that the Ravens have. He led the team in rushing again last week. Uh, his you know passing stats are, are, are okay. Uh, he's found a pretty good target he likes in uh, Likely. Uh, but the Ravens just dominated the Niners last week and made it look like that they're the best team in the NFL right now, as much as I hate to say it. But Miami played a pretty good game last week. Tyreek, he was hurt a few weeks ago, uh, coming back, looking pretty healthy now. Uh, Miami got that high-powered offense. I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think that they'll cover, but I think that they just look like the best team right now. And Lamar's probably the front-runner for the MVP, but last week, uh, we mentioned that McCaffrey was probably the front-runner, and Purdy was probably a close second. Purdy, I think, has lost that right there, Uh, but uh, I think Lamar stepped in, and unfortunately, I'm going to roll with the Ravens on this one, and I don't think that they cover, though. I think it'll be about a field goal game, and the Browns just scored another touchdown. (laughs) The last one-o'clock matchup, the Tennessee Titans travel to Houston to face the Houston Texans. Houston's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. CJ Stroud come off concussion protocol. Gauge, do you like the Texans to win this one?
1: Oh, this one's a hard one to pick. Stroud's expected to play. He is he a little rusty? Has he got much practice? Because they just cleared him today. I don't know. And Will Levis, Derrick Henry, D Hop. It, it's going to be such a hard one to tell. I think Tennessee's defense is better than the Texans defense, but I think the Texans offense is better than the Titans offense. So it's like which one is going to be the one to make a mistake? Which one's going to make, you know, the the splash play? And I think it's going to be the Titans. So I'm going to roll with the Titans on this one. Tighten up and give me the Titans as the underdogs here.
0: Okay. With the The Titans last week, they played the Seahawks pretty close. Uh, Derrick Henry was the only quarterback to throw a touchdown. Oh, <laughs> He's not <laughs> a quarterback. But he threw a touchdown. Uh, Ryan Tannehill got the start last week with Levis being hurt. I believe Levis is supposed to be back this week. Uh, also, C.J. Stroud coming back this week after you know a couple weeks off. Uh I think that the Texans' offense, like you said, is better than the Titans' offense. Titans' defense, better than the Texans' defense. I just remember when the Bengals played the Texans that that Texans' defense looked pretty good. I don't know what that says about the Bengals. That was when they had Burrow. But uh, I think with C.J. Stroud coming back, it'll make a difference for Houston, and I think that uh, Houston will win this game over the Titans, but I don't think that they cover the next matchup, the four oh five window. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Seattle to face the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams are 8-7. Seattle's a three point, three and a half point favorite. Gage, do you like Pittsburgh to continue their winning ways after a big win last week?
1: I'm just so scared to say Pittsburgh on this one. I don't want to take two L's in one week, but after the performance that Rudolph had last week, he's expected to start this week, barring any injuries. The connection he and Pickens had, he should have had a deep out to Deontay on a fade, but he just overthrew him. The running game worked out perfectly. Seattle does have a good defense, but the trick with them is they play a lot of zone. So their top corner, um, oh, yeah, Roland. Tariq Woolen and the other guy, I can't think of his name, Devin Witherspoon, they don't shadow the receivers. They just play one side of the field or the other. So if the offensive coordinator, Eddie Faulkner, if he's smart this week and installs a lot of like, oh, I don't know, over the middle plays for the offense, I think they'll have no problems. And the defense, they showed last week what they can do. T.J. Watt, Miles Jack, Eric Rowe, Alex Highsmith, all of them making big plays. And I'm going to hope and pray and say that they do it this week. Give me the Steelers on this one. But I don't think they'll cover. I think it'll be... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, just give me the Steelers on this one. I almost changed my mind. But yeah, give me Pittsburgh. <laughs>
0: Pittsburgh, like I said, coming off of a big win last week. Uh, Rudolph played pretty good. Uh, Pickens played probably his best game of his career uh, last week, maybe uh, one of his best games of his career. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense was dominant last week against the Bengals. Uh, Seattle, on the other hand, they you know had a close game against the Titans. The week before, they beat Philly uh, with Drew Locke as a quarterback. This week, uh, it's going to be up in Seattle. Uh, Seattle's still fighting for a playoff spot. Pittsburgh's still fighting for a playoff spot. Both teams are 8-7. and The 12th man will be the difference in this game, I believe. I believe Seattle will win this game, and I think that Pittsburgh will cover because I think it's going to be a field goal. Uh, But uh, I think Seattle's going to win this game and maybe end the playoff hopes that you weren't hoping that Pittsburgh would have.
1: I don't like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really don't like that. But you know what? We're talking about our teams. How about this next game?
0: <laughs> well, before we get to that one, there's one more we'll get to. It's the L.A. Chargers traveling to Denver for a 425 matchup. Denver's a three-and-a-half-point favorite coming off of a disappointing game last Sunday night against the Patriots. Do you like Denver to bounce back against the Chargers this week, or do you like Easton Stick to stick it to the Broncos?
1: I don't even know what this one is. Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham, because for some reason Denver said, hey, let's bench Russell Wilson this week and for the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah. I, I I understand why, looking at the money situation, because I think it's they owe him $39 million in March no matter what. But if he doesn't pass a physical, uh, I think it's like before March or whenever, they owe him an additional $37 million. So they don't want to risk him getting hurt and having to pay out, what is that, $76 million or whatever. Which, okay, I can understand, but come on. You still have hopes for the playoffs. Like, what are you doing? But Easton Stick has actually had like time with this offense. Jared Stidham really has not, which is the only reason that I'm going to take the Chargers here in what will be a boring game. Give me the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the Broncos have won like five games in a row and we're looking pretty good. Then they dropped one, you know, and and then they dropped the second one. You know, they dropped one to the Lions and they dropped one to the Patriots. But you know Russell Wilson wasn't playing bad like you said I guess that's the only reason why is to keep him healthy you know so they don't have to pay him that's crazy amounts of money there that they'd be saving so I understand it and there is no defense in this game right here between Cleveland and the Jets <laughs> but uh the Chargers on the other hand Easton Stick and the Chargers they played the Bills pretty close last week only lost by 2 uh, after being blown out the week before <laughs> against Vegas uh, I like the Chargers in this one as well and I think that they'll cover too because you know they're the underdogs. So give me the Chargers to win this one. The 425 matchup the last one of the week the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's a 7 point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Uh
1: uh, man, I don't know. Both offenses have really struggled, at least last week they did. Um, Yeah, we talked about the Kansas City one and dropping it to the Raiders and then the Bengals offense, not knowing how to play football against the Steelers defense. Uh, I, oh, man, Do, okay, I'll ask the Bengals fan this. Do you guys get Jamar Chase back this week? Yes. See, so yeah, I think right there's a difference maker. And that is exactly why I will take Cincinnati in this game. I'm going to take Cincinnati in this game, even though you win against the Steelers.
0: Sorry, man. Uh, it's just, it's too <laughs> painful. Too painful. Still, it still hurts. The wound's still fresh right there. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if the Bengals are going to win, uh, Jamar Chase gave a little bulletin board material to the chief secondary today by calling them nothing. Uh, we was asked, uh, what his assessment was of the secondary. And he said, if I'm being honest, I see nothing. Uh, and he said, you can go ahead and put that in the locker room. <laughs> he said, they can go ahead and post it up on their board in the locker room. It's fine. Uh, then they asked him about the chief safety Brian Cook and he said, I don't even know who that is. Is that number six? I don't know, man. Just a guy to me. He ain't Jesse Bates to me. You want to go into comparisons? It's not the same. Just saying. So, uh, you know, he's he's got the, you know, there's kind of been a rivalry the last couple of years with these two teams where they've met in the AFC Championship. I don't think they're meeting in the AFC Championship, but week 17, he's added a little spice to the game here and a little bulletin board material. Uh, The Chiefs have struggled the last few weeks. They've struggled for quite a while here. The Bengals' offense has struggled too. Chase makes a difference. Give me the Bengals in an upset this week over those Chiefs. Yeah, let's let's roll. Who day this week? (laughs) You would get in
1: so much trouble if you didn't pick Cincinnati.
0: Oh, I know it. (laughs) I've heard it before. (laughs) Not this week. The final matchup of the week, Sunday night matchup, since there's no Monday night football this week, the Green Bay Packers travel to Minnesota to face the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is a one-point favorite, starting rookie Jaron Hall. Gage, do you like the Vikings to win this one?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, The Packers, yeah, their defense is weak. Jair Alexander got suspended for one game for the comments that he made, which is hilarious. I, I don't understand suspending him for a game considering now you, what is your secondary besides a bunch of high school players, basically, because they really have no one. But when you have Jaron Hall at quarterback for Minnesota, I don't think it's going to matter. Jordan Love, as long as he keeps that completion rate over 60%, throws for about 250, a couple of they they should have no, no problem handling Minnesota. Give me the Packers on this one.
0: The the Jair Alexander suspension is hilarious. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's going out and calling coin flips when he's not the captain, <laughs> and saying we'll kick off and not saying we're deferring. And <laughs> you know, if the question is the Packers are still in the playoff hunt, if Kirk Cousins was quarterbacking for the Vikings, would Jair Alexander still be suspended for this game? Mm, probably not, but who knows. Yeah, probably. It's uh, Jaron Hall as the quarterback. Minnesota is just, uh, I don't know, it's, you know, the offense has not been good since Cousins went down pretty much. I mean, Dobbs gave him a couple games where he sparked them pretty good, but since then, not much. I'm surprised they're a one-point favorite in this one because I think the Packers are the better team. Uh, Give me the Packers to win this one, and, uh, yeah, they'll cover because they're the underdog. Well, man, that's the week 17 pick right there. Man. One more week to go after this one, man.
1: That's so crazy. I know I've been saying it for a couple weeks now, but where has the season gone? Like, it feels like we just started this.
0: Oh, yeah, it, it does, man. And and all of a sudden, it's almost over with. Just a few more weeks, just, you know, this week and next week, and then we're in the playoff season, baby. <laughs>
1: Hopefully both of our teams are in the playoffs, too, by that point.
0: Hopefully so, but Cleveland is not helping that case right now at all. No,
1: <laughs> I kind of figured that they would just trample the Jets, but I didn't think it would be this bad.
0: Yeah, especially at halftime, you know. It, but I mean, if anybody took the over in this one, I, they hit it in the second quarter, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Uh, I was saying they were talking, this is going to be a defensive game. Yeah, okay.
1: Well, I was like, oh, Amari Cooper's not going to be playing, so Elijah Moore's going to be wide receiver one in Cleveland. You know, it's going to be a close game. I didn't start Joe Flacco in fantasy, so hopefully Jordan Love can put up better numbers in the championship round. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, well. You know, Flacco right now, I mean, if Love's going to put up better numbers than Flacco, he's, he's going to have a monster day because Flacco's almost thrown for 300 the first half.
1: Yeah, and three <laughs> touchdowns. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. yeah, not the best time to set Flacco. But, you know, hey, Jordan Love, maybe. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Who, who would have thought, though, that Flacco would come in and play, like, 2013 Flacco? Now, when they get to the playoffs, hopefully he flops
0: yeah hopefully so because uh, that would be the worst to see <laughs> Cleveland make a Super Bowl run with Flacco and then like, oh no,
1: Joe Flacco uh, winning the Super Bowl ten years apart from each other. Come on <laughs> yeah.
0: for for AFC North teams, and neither one of them is ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, Monday night, we do have playoffs. College football playoffs. Who are your picks in those, man?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I haven't really thought about it. Um, What are your picks?
0: I I think that uh, I'm going to go with Texas, and I'm going to go with Alabama. It's going to be a Texas-Alabama rematch in the national championship.
1: Yo, I like that I like that a lot Texas and Alabama I'll take that and then I'll take Alabama to beat Texas in the end
0: that is exactly what I was going to pick for the national championship I think that uh, <laughs> it's going to be that way and I think that uh, Nick Saban's going to ride off into the sunset as a champion and retire yeah I,
1: I don't see Saban coming back after this
0: no, it's, uh, I think uh, Saban and Belichick, both maybe the greatest NFL coach of all time and the greatest college football coach of all time, both riding off into the sunset after this season. At a super old age. Yes, and one of them won a the championship, and the other one just ended it in week 18. Yeah, one won a championship,
1: the other, well, he won six Super Bowls in the past, but he didn't do anything yeah. this year.
0: Yeah, and maybe five games with Bailey Zappi, so what a way to end the career. (laughs) Oh, well, man, by this time next week, hopefully both of our teams are 9-7, and and we're in a playoffs, you know, push here, and maybe we'll be getting in for week 18. let Let's see how it
1: goes. Let's always hope. Let's pray for a good time, and hopefully we're both in good moods next week.
0: Hopefully so. Hopefully the show next week starts off better than it did this week. Oh, wait, it did for one of us. I was
1: going to say, I don't know what you're talking about there.
0: <laughs> well, sure. right here our teams are still in the hunt, so <laughs> we'll see how that is after this week. All right, man, we'll talk to you next week and get our predictions for the final week of the season.
1: All righty, I'll talk to you later.
0: All right, we'll see you.